Welcome everybody to, to 914 Wired. Uh, we are uh, a podcast uh, in Westchester County. Charlie Stern is is running the show now. He's the engineer. He is uh, one of the f- three founders, along with Ardina Seward and myself. Ardina's background is in television news. She was on the other side of the camera, but she could have been on the side of the camera where you looked at her, and she chose to be the first African-American camera woman to ever work for a television network in the history of the United States. I was a New York Post reporter, and then I worked for Channel 9 as an investigative producer and political producer. And we have with us today Tammy Wilson, who is the CEO of Feeding Westchester, an organization that's been around since 1988, I believe, and um, has impacted people who have uh, food issues in Westchester County. Tammy, I have to tell you, I've been, I, I, I went to your Elmsford location several times. I was there when I was a New York Post reporter. I was there when I was with Channel 9, probably around Thanksgiving. And when my daughter was in her last year of Hebrew school, uh, the bat mitzvah year, um, I took she and, f- and three of her friends to Feeding Westchester in order for them to pack things up so they could go out to the people who need your services. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And I um, respectfully, I appreciate you um, promoting me to CEO, but I'm actually the first COO of Feeding Westchester. Can we have a brief history of of Feeding Westchester? I, I remember the woman who founded it, but I don't remember her name or her previous affiliation before starting the organization? Uh, Joe Masterson is my understanding that Feeding Westchester started with a man in a van um, who was in 1988 recognized food insecurity within this county and decided to, you know, do something about it. And then Feeding Westchester in about 1990 decided to go under Feeding America, which provides uh, support to over 200 food banks across the country. So that's kind of how we got our start. There have been women, though, who headed the organization uh, near the outset. Yes. Absolutely. So currently our president and CEO is Karen Aaron. You try and equate Westchester with people who have food insecurity. I mean, we all know that Westchester is a county that's affluent. Uh, how, How many people need the services of your organization in Westchester County? Sure. So to paint the picture, think of it as one in three households in Westchester County need our assistance. Um, So the federal poverty rate is about 26,000. One in three? One in three. Take that in. One in three. Okay. So there's almost a million people in Westchester, 970,000? Over 300,000. You're saying 300,000 people experience food insecurity in Westchester? One in three households, and we see about 220,000 uh, we have 220,000 neighborhood visits a month on average. That is on staggering. Average. It is staggering, and it's much more than I thought. Yes. Who, who are they? 
they're your neighbors in Westchester County. They're throughout. There are they are full time. There are uh, full time workers. There are people with either I would say mid range jobs, a minimum wage. It's it's your average person, right? So if you given if to paint the picture so that you can better understand, the federal poverty is about twenty six thousand for a family of two adults and two children, right? That's the, considered the federal poverty level. But in Westchester County, in order to make it with that same family, it's ninety four thousand just to make it. And so if you're if you are a full-time employee making minimum wage and you have two parents who are doing that, that's only 60,000. You're still short $34,000 just to make it. And these are bare necessities with rent, food, childcare, internet, cell phone. Um, so the need is definitely great and it's one in three households. It's staggering. So, so so you we've all here used this term food insecurity. Can you step us through the spectrum of food insecurity because it's like it's not just people starving it's people mm -hmm. that maybe can afford uh 10 meals a week but there's seven days and they need 20 meals a week so what's what where are this two hundred thousand people on that range right so food insecurity can be um i mean anyone with like a, i mean even just two parents or even two like a couple right so that could be someone who has a full-time job and they're just not meeting the exact need that they that they can monthly for food, right? So you have groceries. Groceries right now, myself as a parent, I could spend $350 a week on those kids because they like to eat, right? They eat a right. lot. I got teenagers and right. things, and there's a gap there, right? So there's a meal gap. So food insecurity, you have to think of it as, um, let's say, a senior who has to decide on whether or not their Social Security or their SNAP benefits um, can pull them through the month, or do they decide between food and medication? You have veterans, like everyone is pretty much, I would say, at some point in time, you get on a fixed income. When you have to make decisions about whether or do I get nutritious food or do I get medicine? Do I get nutritious food or do I pay the rent? Do I pay my utilities? So it's a lot more than what people think, especially considering that Westchester is an affluent community. So no, it's not one. That's the thing about Westchester. It's not one community. It's not one thing. There are five or six cities in Westchester, and I would imagine that uh, a fair number of of the people who are who are food deprived live live in those cities. Percentage wise, you'll be very surprised. So ideally, well, not ideally, but I would say for now, our our highest unmet need neighborhoods reside within Southern Westchester. So you have Yonkers, New Rochelle, Mount Vernon, but you also have Peekskill, you also have Northern Westchester County, right? And you well, also- Peekskill is, a, Peekskill is a city, so yeah, that, right. that's why I included that, yes. Right, and even in places like North Castle, the, the, you know, the, the, the need may be smaller, but there's also different constraints. You have constraints of transportation. Right. Maybe yeah. I don't have a car to get to my local pantry. Maybe I have to walk. And if I'm walking, how far am I walking? How long am I standing on that line to get the food, which is right. really emergency food? It's not something that could sustain families throughout the entire year. I mean, that's, excuse me, part, the entire of, that's week. part of that. That's part of the entire problem with poverty in Westchester County. When 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 these municipalities uh, create affordable housing, oftentimes they put it in parts of their communities where there are no goods and services people can walk to. So you, you can put up a 40-unit housing complex mm -hmm. in, I don't know, mm -hmm. some community in northern Westchester, mm -hmm. and the people who live there, if they don't have a car, 
How are they supposed to get their, their needs met? So that and that's me- part of the whole gestalt of issues confronting people who don't have a lot of money right. in Westchester the, County. It's the whole thing. So, so Tammy, how does feeding Westchester opera- operationalize this need? I understand you have a unit in Elmsford. Is mm-hmm. it a central distribution point? Is it a place where people actually go and receive food? Can you eat there? What's, how does it work? So feeding Westchester in Elmsford, we are, this is our main distribution center. So we're about almost 40,000 square feet. Um, but what, what is great about us is that we have amazing partners. We have nearly 300 partners within the community that include schools, pantries, hospitals, shelters, churches, synagogues. We have a number of partners. So what we do is we are the source for like, we have a lot of government food um, and we also have donated food and we work with our amazing partners to distribute this food out to people. Now, our neighbors, for some to your point, sometimes they're spread out. Um, We also have our mobile food pantry. Now, mobile food pantry is a market on wheels, right? So what we do is we take a 26-foot truck, we go out into the community, and we go out and we try to um, identify communities that do not have one of our wonderful partners there so that we can fill that gap. How has this changed with the undocumented population? Um, I don't think anything really has changed. We just see an increase in numbers. We accept anyone who is in need. Um, and what we do is we take the information as far as how many people are in your household, and then we're providing emergency pantry bags um, depending on the number of people in your household. I think for us, though, we only give about, let's say, three days' worth within a month, right? Let's say three days for up to a family of four. But if you do the math, and currently we're at 21 million pounds this past fiscal year, we we hit about 21 million pounds and we doubled in the last three years. But in order to fill fill the gap, to really fill the gap, we would have to be a $35 million organization. Um, So we're only giving a small piece of it, um, of the food for those that are in need. But we, you know, we do our best. And again, we have amazing partners that really support, like some of these partners are unpaid staff, volunteers only, um, work when you, every when you single talk day. About, when you talk yes. about partners, are you talking about the food pantries that for whom you are a supplier, or are you talking about the restaurants, the food distributors, the farmers? I, I don't know, but no. like, which side of the supply chain are you talking about? So when I'm when I'm referencing partners, our main partners that do the day-to-day work, those are the schools, the pantries, the soup kitchens. Those are our partners. But to your point, we have other partners. So we work very closely with our retail recovery program. Um, so we're working with uh, retailers across the county. So Stop and Shop, Targets, BJ's, Costco. We have a number of different um, organizations that have been really supportive of Feeding Westchester, our partners, and the mission to fight food insecurity. Has Wegmans gotten involved in that? Yes, Wegmans is um, a national partner, but yes, they are absolutely. So, how to tell me how that works? You have a forty thousand square foot spot in Elmsford where I gather you're you're packaging these meals, and but if a person can only get three days worth of food a month, you know, what are they doing the other twenty seven days? So oftentimes we are, uh, our neighbors are relying on SNAP. So SNAP benefits are very important. We are focusing on the farm bill that 
is oftentimes threatens the cut of SNAP benefits. We want to increase them. So what we, what Feeding Westchester and our partners do is we are a supplement. SNAP should really be holding people as best as possible. So between right. do donations and like between donations and the government food that we receive, it's a supplement to SNAP. Um, and it's, you know, oftentimes we find that our neighbors are going to multiple pantries. They may often go to one pantry in one location, but in the same day and the same week, go to another location in pantry. So oftentimes people are resourceful, they're creative. So our, our facility in Elmsford is just a distribution center. We come in, we have about, because we've, and we've recently expanded, we've doubled our storage. Um, we were at 125% capacity, so we've added an additional 12,000 mm -hmm. square feet. But this isn't a place where you would come to get an emergency bag. Um, this is where we load up our trucks, all of our workers and staff load up trucks. We receive product here. Um, we have volunteers that come to our location that sort through things. Please mention if somebody wants to be a volunteer, what opportunities there are. Sure. So I would direct everyone to go to feedingwestchester.org. That's uh, where we would have our volunteer opportunities that you can volunteer all year around. Um, the need is great outside of just our Thanksgiving and Christmas season and our holiday season. Feeding Westchester is a wonderful team of a little over 65 people. The goal is to not just provide food, but nutritious food. We're really focusing on culturally relevant foods, but right now we're looking at definitely predominantly produce. We have nutritionists on staff, and we have a program that we are a part of called JSY, so it's Just Say Yes. Um, and oftentimes what we found is that you know, um, maybe you don't know how to cook something more healthy, right? So like maybe bok choy or maybe plantains or something. We provide on-site cooking demonstrations to give you another look at how you can actually make this food. Oftentimes people don't like brown rice, but we have nutritionists on-site who are like, this is what you can do with your brown rice, your black beans and this, uh, this corn that I just got out of my bag. And we do those types of demonstrations. I would say there's, what we try to do is, and we've had a partnership with Feeding America and other food banks across the country, we go to Washington and we really advocate that they should not cut vital programs like SNAP and increase these things. Like, don't cut things like WIC, so women, infant, and children. And really focusing on, please do not cut. We want you to increase, but do not cut. But I think with the government shutdown, um, I think what's impactful is that things stop, right? So we want to make sure that we have all of our um, uh, federal government uh, commodities in-house so that we're able to continue to distribute. Well, I was lucky to actually go to Washington with uh, other food banks, and we flew into Washington, D.C., and we were able to meet with our uh, congressmen. So we've met with all of our congressmen um, and women within um, West, for, for West, that support and oversee Westchester County. We're actually, so a couple of things, SNAP being cut comes really, it's connected to the farm bill. And that's something different than the government shutdown, which is something we're, we're fighting against, both government shutdown and the farm bill, we want them to increase. So over time, since the pandemic, we have, <laughs> Um, our reduction in mm -hmm. our TFAP and all of our uh, federal government foods have decreased. We're just saying stop decreasing it, increase it, and increase SNAP because we need all of this. Um, but to, to answer your point or to talk to speak to your point about the the asylum seekers that are, are in Arsley as well as White Plains and Yonkers and, and other locations, um, we are working locally 
um, to, as an example, in Ardsley, we have a wonderful partner, uh, Dobbs Ferry um, Pantry, who has taken it upon themselves to really step up, and I appreciate all the work that they've done over the last few months to really support our, um, Ardsley and those living in Ardsley. And so currently we're providing, we want to take that lift off of our partner, and so Feeding Westchester is going to work with them as well as um, those who are overseeing those two locations to really help support um, that effort. All of this is to say Feeding Westchester, absolutely critical, a super important part of Westchester. Uh, Tammy Wilson is the Chief Operating Officer of Feeding Westchester. We appreciate you coming on here today. We need to have her come some, on some light to this sometime subject. between Thanksgiving and Christmas because I'm assuming that they, these are specific holidays that are your, your organization impacts people in a very, very profound way because people do not like, no one should go in the holidays or any other time, obviously, without, without food. So I, I, are you willing to come on again? Uh, between the how okay great all right tammy you you are now officially a friend of the show tammy wilson thank you for being our guest <laughs> thank you on 914 wired